0: Hey there, it's Carrie. A number of you have noticed that these jury duty episodes have been getting shorter, and I want to take a minute to explain why. First, I want to assure you that our coverage remains just as in-depth as it was when we started two years ago with the Durst trial. But, we have limited resources, so in order to maintain a five-episode-per-week schedule and to sustain the quality of the work, we've decided to make the episode shorter. That said. In the very near future, we plan to launch an ad-free Patreon streaming option, which will also include a lot of exclusive content. If you'd like to know more about that, subscribe to this feed or subscribe to our newsletter at crimestory.com. Thanks again for listening and for your tremendous support. Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. In our last episode, we looked at the beginning of Prosecutor Thomas Binger's direct examination of Corey Washington, a social media influencer who live-streamed video from the chaotic streets of Kenosha on the night of August 25th and was within earshot of the shootings of Rosenbaum, Huber, and Grosskreutz. In this episode, we continue our look at Binger's direct examination of Washington. That's all coming up right after the break.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: As our last episode ended, Prosecutor Thomas Binger showed the jury video recorded by Corey Washington on the night of August 25th, 2020. The footage panned across a crowd at a gas station, and we observed several people carrying firearms and heard Washington commenting on the armed individuals. Binger asked the witness if he ever saw anyone in that crowd fire a gun or anyone get injured, and Washington responded no. Binger next asks the court's audiovisual technician to resume that video.
1: Please continue.
2: The cops are leaving now. Yo, don't. Come on, bro. Where are doing, bro? Yo, bro. Come
0: on, bro. In the video frame, we see a dumpster that is on fire. Not a metaphorical one, a real one. And it is being wheeled up the street in front of the gas station. The dumpster stops by the entry to the gas station. And although we cannot make out any of the individuals involved, we see the fire being extinguished.
2: i am gonna get shot. Left, and as soon as they left, things just got heated. I'm not about to stand in a want a fire at right all. Careful. Careful because they're throwing rocks. taking the taking his
0: boots Taking We also see police cars drive away from the scene and we see individuals milling about the gas station. Some have helmets on, a couple have gas masks, many carry cameras, others are armed. For a few seconds, we see Kyle Rittenhouse milling about two. He wears a green t-shirt, blue jeans, boots, a white cap turned backwards, and purple gloves. His semi-automatic rifle is strapped to his chest. Binger asks Washington.
1: Mr. Washington, in that excerpt we just watched, I uh, saw a number of individuals that were um, armed. Did you see that as well? Yes. And what was your understanding of what their purpose was out there that evening? If, if you have one,
2: I mean, honestly, you would, I didn't talk to everyone individually, so I mean, it's if, if hard know, to really fine. answer that.
1: Sure. Um, it appeared to me that there were uh, folks that had um, long rifles like AR 15s. Are you familiar with those at all? Yeah. Did you see folks at the ultimate gas station armed with that type of rifle? Yes. How many would you estimate you saw?
2: Consistently at like one time or throughout a period of time.
1: One time that we're all there. Maybe at one time. Uh, maybe like two
2: dozen, maybe maybe a little more, something like that. Anywhere but be- I'd say between fifteen to twenty-five people.
1: And in the videos we saw there, or the section we just saw, it appeared that there were uh, people kind of getting in the face or getting aggressive with some of those folks that were armed. Did you see that?
2: Yes, so um, as far as I recall, there is a lot of discourse happening, you know, heated discourse, but conversations being had.
1: Did you see that lead to any violence, Uh, anybody punch one another, shoving each other, shooting at one another, anything along those lines?
2: No, maybe there may have been nudging or something, not that I recall seeing, but nothing that would make you stop and direct your attention to it.
1: And I believe in that section we just watched, I saw uh, two separate instances of dumpsters being set on fire. Did you see those as well? Yes. I don't know if that was the same dumpster twice. or. I I believe
2: it may have have been the same dumpster.
1: And other than that being a perfect metaphor for the year 2020, uh, did you see uh, any property damage as a result of the dumpster fires?
2: No, as far as I recall, the dumpster was lit on fire because the police pulled up in an MRAP and it seemed like protesters were like shoving it towards the police. It didn't seem like they were trying to destroy buildings with it or blow up the gas station or anything like that. There was a lot of people there. I don't know if people would let them do that.
1: And I want to ask that specifically because you're standing right next to the gas pumps mm. in the video. Is that right? Yes. Did you feel like no. that was an unsafe place based on the, the dumpster fire or anything no. like that? No. Did you see anyone ever push those any anything on fire towards the gas pumps? No.
0: Corey Washington's first day of testimony takes place on the same day as the opening statements and as Dominic Black's testimony. And that day is getting late. So Judge Trader announces the adjournment and reminds the jurors not to discuss the case outside of the courtroom.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: When Judge Schrader calls the court into session at 9 the following morning, Prosecutor Binger resumes his direct examination of Corey Washington and soon thereafter begins to play the video of Washington's live stream, picking up where they left off the previous day. The video aimlessly pans the crowd assembled at the gas station at the corner of 60th Street and Sheridan Road. Besides pausing the image on two occasions to point out Anthony Huber and Gage Grosskreutz, the prosecutor allows the footage to play without any commentary or questions. After about six minutes of footage, Binger pauses to ask Washington about fires in the area. The video resumes and after about a minute pauses again to allow Binger to point out an individual with a firearm named Ryan Balch. After a few more minutes, Binger points out Kyle Rittenhouse running through the frame carrying a fire extinguisher. Until this point, Binger's process of allowing Washington's video to play with sporadic stops and starts appears to be aimless and without narrative strategy. But when Washington in the video moves to follow Rittenhouse, Binger pauses the video to ask why.
1: So what was it that drew your attention to him at this point in the video?
2: There wasn't much happening at the time. It was fairly calm. You know, you see most of the people are kind of just standing around and stuff like that. Um, by this point so to see someone running you know I I suppose it could have been anyone that ran by me I would have been intrigued by it but remembering kind of you know in my head and he had a fire extinguisher as well so maybe there's a fire or something happening maybe he's going to extinguish a fire or something like that so
1: is it fair to say that uh, when we continue the video here it will show you uh, going in the same direction as the defendant yes at any point when you were observing the defendant, when he ran past you and, and whatnot, hmm. did you see anyone else with him? No. He was, I, by, he was alone?
2: Not that I recall.
1: Okay.
2: And um, so in heading in the direction, it wasn't really to follow the defendant, it was to see what was happening in that direction. Okay.
1: And just for the, uh, so we can orient everything ge- geographically, could you use your laser pointer and point out the ultimate gas station, please? And we've established that's at the southeast corner of 60th and Sheridan, and that's where you were during the portions of the video we've been watching this morning? Yes, yeah, probably about And like then right when here, you followed so. the defendant, what direction did you go from there?
2: Uh, headed uh, southbound, so,
1: so this you way. Went directly south on Sheridan? Correct. Okay, thank you. Please continue.
0: The video resumes with Washington traveling south on Sheridan Road. Finally, approximately 25 minutes into this session, Prosecutor Binger arrives at a substantive line of questioning for the witness as he pauses on an image of Joseph Rosenbaum near the Car Source store at the intersection of Sheridan Road and 63rd Street and identifies Rosenbaum for the jury.
1: Uh, I'm gonna represent to the jury and there's no dispute from the defense that uh, there's an individual in the center of the screen Uh, He is uh, not wearing his shirt, he's carrying a bag, he appears to have sort of long blue shorts on. That is Joseph Rosenbaum, and I'll use the pointer to point him out.
0: Binger then asks Washington.
1: Mr. Washington, we have, you have traveled down, on this video, we see you uh, skateboarding uh, down Sheridan Road South from the ultimate gas station at 60th and Sheridan, is that correct? Correct. In the, where we're at in the video now, which is at, Timestamp 5636. Uh, we're seeing some bright lights there on the screen. Do you see those? Yes. What is that location?
2: That's the car source.
1: And where is that located specifically? know, um,
2: Sheridan and what is that? 63rd.
0: Finger then resumes the video and we hear a sequence of gunshots. Binger then pauses the video again and clarifies that the first gunshot we heard was fired by someone named Joshua Zaminsky. The next four bangs were the shots fired by Kyle Rittenhouse at Joseph Rosenbaum, and the final three shots were fired by an unknown gunman. Soon thereafter, the prosecution turns the witness over to the defense. And with that, we conclude this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Join us on our next episode as we continue our examination of the testimony of Corey Washington, including the cross-examination by defense attorney Corey Shiroffacy. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can find more information about this trial at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. This episode was written by Vanessa Heron. It was co-produced by Chris Tarricone and Aaron Karenik. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. The episode was edited by Chris Tarricone. Music for the episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse.